The NBA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today, bet $100, and get $100 at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. State restrictions apply. Ross, we're brought to you by the SGPN Merch Store. Head over to store.sportsgamblingpodcast.com and use promo code MADNESS for 10% off orders of $40 or more. Welcome, everyone, to the NBA Gambling Podcast, part of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. It is Monday, March 6th, currently 11.05 on the East Coast. Here to recap the weekend and get into the six-game schedule in the association here tonight. But joining me, as usual, on these Monday episodes, you guys know him as the villain, the superstar of the show. It's Terrell Furman Jr. Terrell, how's it going, my man? Oh, I'm great. I'm living. I mean... I don't know about your favorite team. My favorite team had two nail-biter wins over the course of the weekend and probably one of the, I'll say top 10, top 10 greatest calls of all time by Mike Breen. Shout out Mike Breen. Mike Breen, the double bang, bang. The double bang, man. The double (laughs) bang. Hey, Julius Randle got himself a double bang. Think of all the people that don't got a double bang. Like there's only a small amount of people that have a double bang and Julius Randle is one of them. Yeah. Uh, incredible uh, weekend for, for the Knicks. Uh, we'll, we'll get into it here. Well, let's get into it then here. Uh, Terrell, uh, aside from your team having a great weekend, you know, my team is on a little two game winning streak. Mind you, it was against the Spurs, but hey, hey maybe, maybe one day you can amount to the winning streak that we have going on. Like maybe, I think maybe. that that could be in the cards for you. Maybe next season, but uh, yeah, look, the Knicks, the hottest team right now in the association. Uh, they uh, got victories over the weekend. Was it or not over the world? They played Friday against the Heat. Yep. Um, and then Julius Randle, and then Sunday last night uh, in the double overtime victory, where Emmanuel quickly was just the absolute monster. Now he is the odds-on betting favorite for six men of the year as of this morning. I think back in November, I saw a note on Twitter that he was around 500 to one to be six man of the is year. He, is he really the favorite now? He, yeah, he turned into the odd on favorite as of this morning. Well, after last night. I just know that like the first, what is it? Half of the season, he was shooting like under 40% for the season. You yeah. know, he was struggling for a good half of the season. I guess that, I think this is a little bit closer to what DeMar DeRozan was last year where it was kind of lackluster beginning of the season, but he really turned it on. And during mm-hmm. that span, he turned it on. He looked like an MVP candidate. Maybe he looks like a sixth man of the year right now, but I don't know if they're really going to give it to him for what seems like a month or two of work. Yeah. Um, I mean, right now I see a minus 170 for him to be sixth man of the year, followed by Malcolm mm-hmm. Brogdon at plus 125. But I mean, you know, again, he he's really turned it up, or like you mentioned, over the, at least the past couple of weeks, or even you know since post All Star break and even the past couple of months. But last night, 
career high in minutes. I think he played 55. Also, yeah, didn't sit high. after the second half. Played yeah. every single minute after the second half. 38 minutes. Uh, sorry, 38 points, career high as well for Emmanuel Kickley. But um, it's your Knicks, man. Uh, our nine game win streak. I'm mistaken. They've won nine in a row. They're up to the five seed now, one game behind number four. But um, any other takeaways for your Knicks, man? No, I mean, the Knicks are playing great basketball right now. And now they they do do some things where you're watching them and you're questionable of how they would end up in a seven-game series. There's no reason that game should have gotten to that point. Yep. I actually was coming out of the movie theater saying Creed 3, and I looked at the score and I said, oh, it's 174. Cool, bet. Like, you know, I'm laughing at Boston, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, these guys suck. And I turned on the game. And then that's, and as soon as I turn the game on, it's like 102, 101. And I'm like, hold up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hold up. Wait a minute. <laughs> I know my eyes are deceiving me now. So there's that. They're going to have to clean that up. They're going to have to be able to finish games and not let it get to the point. Because, you know, as somebody put it in the Discord, that double overtime is where dogs go to die. And so they mm-hmm. really, really gave them a chance to lose them, lose that game a lot of the time. And they were able to not pull that one out, but that's not going to happen all the time. And so uh, the Knicks are going to have to do a lot better job of closing out. They're going to have to do a lot better job of playing out the half court. Mm-hmm. Cause a lot of those half court sets, especially towards the end of the game, they weren't even running plays. It was just like, give it to the hot hand who was quickly, yeah. but mm-hmm. is also also 50 minutes in the game by now. So, uh, I would have loved to see, hey, let's let Randall post up down low. It'll be a lot easier when Jalen Brunson is back. I think that's really the big takeaway of the game, the fact that they were able to do this without Jalen Brunson in the lineup. Because when you get into those last-minute situations, all right, bet we trust a quickly in last-minute situation. All right, bet we trust uh, Julius Randall in last-minute situation. We mm-hmm. trust Jalen Brunson in a last-minute situation. I really hope they don't trust R.J. Barrett in a last-minute situation because he's <laughs> always going to let you down in that note. But – uh, I, I think that the Knicks actually have something going on, and the more that I watch them and see them or what they're able to do here makes me consider that, well, a first-round matchup with the Cavs seems most likely of anything at this point. Yeah. And I'm not going to necessarily say that they're out of it and not winning that matchup against the Cavs. Like, I think that's going to be a really, really good matchup. So it's going to be something to watch over the next couple of weeks and seeing who ends up with home court, whether the Cavs do or whether the Knicks do. But it looks like that's going to be the 4-5 matchup in the East. Yeah, it was, I mean, the mo- one of the more exciting games of the week. I mean, yesterday we had some really good games uh, on the schedule. Uh, but, yeah, yeah. Uh, this was definitely one of them. Uh, but yeah, last night, like we mentioned, quickly had a career night. RJ Barrett chipped in with 29 points. Uh, Julius Randle, 47 minutes, 11 of 22 from the floor. He finished up with 31 points and nine boards. Mitchell Robinson chipped in with a double-double, 13 points and 14 rebounds. So hopefully the Knicks uh, can keep this winning streak going um, and climb the uh, Eastern Conference standings. Right, Like I mentioned, they are one game out of the fourth spot in the Eastern Conference. Um Troy, let's go to the matchup earlier in the day on Sunday between the Phoenix Suns and the Dallas Mavericks. Uh, this was an exciting game as well. Phoenix gets the narrow victory here, 130 to 126. Uh, and the stars really just shined in this game, man. Both I'm really disappointed in myself. They should have made this the night game. I would have got this in. Yeah, uh, you could have I mean, just took all the stars for 30. Yeah. Yeah, you, this was SGP heaven. Even DeAndre Ayton still had 16 rebounds. Like, mm-hmm. this was SGP heaven. Just stars going to star. 
Yeah. Uh, Kevin Durant, 37. Devin Booker, 36. Like you mentioned, DeAndre Aiden had 16 rebounds. And then for the Dallas Mavericks, Luka, uh, not very efficient from the floor. He was 17 of 19 from free throw line, but he finished up with 34 points. Kyrie, 10 of 19, 30 points uh, for them. And then Tim Hardaway Jr. off the bench, 30 minutes. He logged 21 points, was 6 of 8 from uh, beyond the arc in this game. But um, this was exciting, man. What, any takeaways from this game, at least? I know the Phoenix Suns now are 3-0 with Kevin Durant um, since he made his de- debut. Yeah, and I mean... Phoenix is about to be the most hated team in the league. Like, by far, they're about to be the <laughs> most hated team in the league. And if the Mavericks could play a lick of defense, mm-hmm. I am very, I, I still have my, because we had the future, so I still have my plus 750 on the Mavericks to, I think it was, can't remember if that was to win the NBA championship or win to the uh, West. I think that's just to win the West at plus 750. Yeah. But, Man, they're not going to get there if they don't play defense. They're not going to get that far. And I think that this matchup is good because while the Suns are better defensively, the Mavericks have the offensive firepower to overtake that. And so this feels like the only team that can really go blow for blow, score for score with the Suns. Mm -hmm. But are they going to be able to do it over the course of a seven-game series? I don't know. However, this seems like like this seems like the matchup. If you're saying Phoenix is gonna be out by any team in the West, it's Dallas. Dallas matches up very well offensively. Where if as you can see, if Phoenix scores one thirty, they're right there with them. Yeah. They're just gonna have to find a way to push through and get over that hump or get a stop when they need it. And ultimately, that's what yesterday was. They could never get the stop when they need it, and it was always mm-hmm. either. Uh, miscommunication on the offensive end or Lucas smoking the layup at the end. That's really setting them back. But other than that, they can go blow for blow offensively. It's the defensive side of the ball. They got to find a way to get stops. And I don't know if Dallas is going to be able to do that. Yeah. I mean, you take a look at, I mean, since Kyrie came over, they've been giving up 115, 120 plus on a consistent basis to the opposition. So um, yeah, but like you mentioned, I, I hope we do get this. Uh, I tweeted this out yesterday. I hope we get this matchup in the playoffs like we did last year. I mean, I, now, yeah, the, I mean it as, could be the first round. It like, could. Yeah. It could, this, could possibly be, will be. this could be a four, five, three, six matchup. Like, mm-hmm. especially, cool. you know, you don't know what Memphis has going on. Sacramento's closed the gap on Memphis. What if Memphis just kind of punched the rest of the season and says, we're going to figure it out come playoff time? Like, you could see Phoenix move up there. You could see. Uh, Dallas move up into the five spot. Do you know there's some shuffling around with yeah. the Clippers, with Minnesota, with Golden State? Like this could very well be a first round matchup, and I think that's if you tell me this is a first round matchup, then I'm very hard pressed to find anybody else in the West that's going to beat these two teams after that. Like that's going to be the yeah. ultimate consummate. Co- that's going to be the ultimate confidence booster. Mm-hmm. Playing a hard, gruesome matchup in the first round, and then going to play. Who? Probably LA, like LA, and Denver, maybe. Minnesota, maybe Denver, yeah. like Sacramento. Like yeah. you feel, you feel confident in your chances. Yeah, I agree. Uh, so that, well, yeah, that was one of the more entertaining games yesterday as well. And then we saw the return of Steph Curry for the Golden State Warriors last night, but. A hell of a victory for the Lakers, man. Um, being obviously without LeBron James, who's still going to be missing a couple of weeks at minimum. Uh, Anthony Davis and, and hold on, and, uh, we got to give Anthony Davis the. Now that's how you're supposed to shoot. 
From now on, that's how you shoot. Now that's how you're supposed to shoot. Oh my gosh, man. <laughs> Dog. 14 for 25, 39 points. It, it's like what what days are you taking off where you're not doing this every single night? You have yeah. almost every single night. Especially without LeBron. I mean, he's been – the numbers speak for themselves. I mean, the prop betters know how how well Anthony Davis has been playing without LeBron in the lineup. He's had to, right? But 39 points last night in 38 minutes for Anthony Davis. Uh, Jared Vanderbilt chipped in with a double-double as well. He was 10 of – sorry, uh, 10 points, 13 rebounds for uh, Vandy last night. Uh, Troy Brown Jr., I think low-key was the guy last night that was probably the difference maker for the yeah. uh, Lakers. 41 minutes, he was 4 of 7 from 3-point land. Yeah, 14 points and 8 rebounds in that game. And then Dennis Schroeder down the stretch defensively, if you're watching this game. Yep. He did an incredible job on Steph Curry. So it was a great team effort last night from the Lakers, beating the Warriors uh, 113-105. Obviously, you know, when Curry's coming back from missing almost close to a month, um, you know, there is going to be some rust, but he still put in 27 points. He led the uh, Warriors in scoring, but not just not an overall good shooting night for the Golden State Warriors. They were below 40% from the floor, but, you know, you're not worried about the Warriors when you when the squad is healthy, obviously being the defending champions. But, uh, yeah, it's it's a huge victory for the Lakers in confidence wise as well after coming off that loss against the Minnesota Timberwolves. But you know they're right in the thick of it, at least trying to get into the play on play in bracket without D'Angelo Russell and LeBron in the lineup. But anything uh-huh. else from this game here, Drew? No, I mean really the other thought is on the Warriors side of ball. I know step this is step first game coming back, but mm-hmm. man, you got to beat this Lakers team that's missing two starters one of them being lebron james like you got to come out this with a win and it's not helping your case of being seven and 24 on the road like you're 27 and seven you have this what's this the third best home record in the west mm-hmm. and yet you're seven and 24 and that's really what's killing you and that's really what's pulling you to the bottom part of this bracket it's because you can't get wins on the road and there's no reason that even though anthony davis probably could go out there and score 60, 70 by himself, and you can do nothing about it because you have nobody that can straight up guard him. Yeah. But it's the fact that, dog, you are the defending champions, and you got to get this going. Like, he can't be the only person that essentially help wins the game for you. Like, you got to lock down everybody else. You have to have some type of mental aspect of going on the road and getting wins because at this point it's all mental. You have to have some type of mental aspect of going on the road, getting wins. Luckily, this is probably the team that you want to have a trouble like that because they are probably one of the more veteran, no, the most veteran championship team Mm -hmm. in all the NBA. So you're just kind of hoping that they figure it out, but time is ticking, time is ticking and you need wins. Yep. I agree. Um, all right. Uh, and then last night, the last game of the night, this was definitely a thriller last night between the Memphis Grizzlies and the LA Clippers. Uh, Clippers do get the victory 135, 129. You're welcome. Uh, yeah, shout out to Terrell lifting the curse, or is the f- curse officially lifted, or was it just for the one game, Terrell? Uh, no, no, because I didn't want to. 
I did, I wanted a sweat. Like I wanted to sweat. My Clippers didn't make the you know playoffs ticket. So I'm gonna release the curse and I'm gonna let them go and get a couple wins because at this point, if I let the curse stay on, they weren't gonna win another game. And it was gonna they were going to the lottery at this point. They were going to the lottery. They were gonna lose all the games the rest of the season. So you know, I just wanted to give them the opportunity to get to the play in. So I let them get a win here or there, but. Yeah. More than likely, they're going to find themselves in that play-in because what the fuck was that? Yeah. I mean, it was really the second I mean, second half, which was really the telling story. Uh, 51 points the Memphis Grizzlies put up in that third quarter, um, which created a little bit of separation heading into that fourth quarter. But I think we got to give some credit to the Clippers for the way. I mean, they could have easily folded in this game and, and, and you know, packed it up and, and win home. But uh, Kawhi Leonard and Paul George, their stars, especially Kawhi Leonard last night, led that fourth quarter charge. For the LA Clippers, uh, they do come back and get the victory 135 129 um, in a game that has now been their first victory after signing uh, the Russell after signing Russell Westbrook. But uh, obviously, without John Moran, we their first the victory news. after I said they missed the playoffs. Yeah, there you go, too. Uh, but Memphis was missing a lot of key guys in, in this game, and uh, you know, they were down three starters, but. Uh, Tyus Jones stepped up in a huge way. He had a double-double, 25 points, 12 assists, 5 of 7 from three-point land. Desmond Bain, 30 points last night, 4 of 9. And I was pretty upset with myself because I missed the Luke Kennard revenge game last night. <laughs> he chipped in with yeah, man, points, 5 of 5 from three-point land. Bro, it's just different. On the weekends, I'm thinking college basketball, so like I'll let some stuff slip through me. But there's no way I should have let a Luke Kennard revenge game slip through me like that. 5 for 5 from three. Yeah, again, um, big night, obviously, or big night for uh, Luke Kennard in his first game back against the uh, its former team against the Clippers in uh, what's now called the Crypto Arena, whatever it's called now. But I don't know if you want to touch on the Jaw stuff here, Terrell, if you have any thoughts or you want to get off your chest about that. I know Matt's asking about what's going to happen with, with John Morant now. Um, yeah, I just hope whatever rehab facility they sent him to that he has, you know, gets the help that he need. That's what they made it seem like. They made it seem like my dog was a recovering alcoholic and, and he has to go to a rehab facility like that. That statement was kind of, and then everybody keeps saying that. Yeah. He's keeps, he's going to go get the help he needs. Like, Oh my gosh, is he all right? Like dog, he's just, you know, flashing guns on the IG and, you know, being a little extra. I don't think he needs to go to no rehab facility. That's but that's what they made it sound like. Ultimately, Come on, guys. We all know Jaws too good. Like, there's some people that, you know, you can't do some stuff and your career's over. They're just going to get rid of you and move on to the next thing. But we all know Jaws too good. He'll be back. Only only thing is that we don't know when he'll be back. And yeah. so until that, unfortunately, it makes Memphis, like, kind of a stay away from me because you mm. never know what Memphis team is going to pull out, like show up. Is it going to be the third quarter Memphis team from last night or is it going to be the fourth quarter Memphis team from last night? Have yeah. no idea which Memphis team is going to show up night in, night out without Ja. Normally they get wins without him, but this season has been a little bit different. So, you know, we'll see. We'll see. I, but for me going forward until Ja comes back, especially until Steven Adams comes back. Cause I'm just, yeah. I was looking at the game and I'm like, man, if Steven Adams is back, Paul George doesn't have 11 rebounds. Kawhi Leonard doesn't have 10 rebounds. Plumlee and Zubak both don't have nine rebounds. They got out-rebounded 53 to 26. Yeah. 53 to 26 last night. 
out rebounded yeah. 53 to 26. Like that is ridiculous. So they really, really need Steven Adams back. They need to figure out uh, the rotation with Xavier Tillman. He's probably going to be stepping into that Brandon Clark role and trying to, uh, to handle that. And then just don't let uh, Dylan Brooks shoot the ball. But it's a lot of things that has to go right for Memphis right now. They are actually in a dumpster fire and, I just rather not bet their games entirely. Yeah, I mean, like I think Terrell nailed that they're that we don't know which team will show up, right? Is it gonna be the third quarter Grizzlies or is it gonna be the fourth quarter Grizzlies? And right now they're still in the two spot. They do I think the one thing that they have uh, going for them, they do have the easiest remaining schedule entire association um in this stretch uh, without jaw again it was initially going to be two games but then i think head coach taylor jenkins came out before the game and said he'll be away from the team indefinitely so uh we'll definitely keep an eye on what's going on with john ran obviously with the memphis grizzlies on the court at least uh, i really they, thought they were setting up for that warriors rematch when they said yeah. two games i was like oh because y'all know you got the Warriors on national TV. That's why it's two games. I'm still hesitant to see if this actually gets longer than two days. Because, again, Warriors, national TV. Like, mm, I think you want job for that game. Yeah. Um, anything else from the weekend, Terrell? We didn't mention or any other games you want to throw out there before we get into the six-game schedule for tonight? Uh, I can't even think of anything else. We talked about the the big ones, I believe. Bucks lost their losing streak. Uh, come back, get a bounce back win. Now, what is that? Eight zero and one on back to back. Back to back, yeah, yeah. So still the back to back kings, but they did lose to the seven sixes one thirty three one thirty on Saturday, and what was a really defining win for the seventy sixers, and probably their best win all season. I'm not going to lie to you to be able to come back in the fashion that you did on the road and be able to get the win in that game. Uh, definitely one of their best wins all season. Yeah, 100%. Uh, but not only do we give out uh, dogs on the NBA pod, but we also do it for college basketball. And as some of you caught our Nebraska money line pick over the yep. weekend against Iowa. Uh, I will on tell the road you, I don't too. Know, yeah, on the road too. I think that well, they swept that two game series this season. So, um, yeah, make sure you're paying attention to our Twitter accounts. We're giving out uh, four to one or five to one money line dogs in the college basketball uh, as they head into conference tournaments this week. But um, that will, yeah, that was pretty much it from the weekend, man. I think it was a pretty good uh, Sunday as far as hoops went. A lot of exciting games, but uh, it's a new week. Yeah, six games on the schedule here tonight in the association. But before we jump into those games, let me tell everyone about our presenting sponsor, and that is going to be WinBet. WinBet is the official online sportsbook of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. WinBet is active in a bunch of states, and there are a ton of ways to win, including live betting and same-game parlays, a.k.a. WinBets Build Your Own Bet. March Madness is almost here, plus plenty of ways to win getting down on the NBA, NHL, and XFL. Sign up today, receive a special offer, bet 100, and get 100. Limited state availability. And, of course, for our DGENs only, if you hit the, hit the longest long shot parlay of the week, you get a $1,000 free credit. There's so much to choose from. All you have to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet so they know that we sent you. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. Offers up to change terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 20 years or older and present in a state where playthrough winbet is available. If you're somebody you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. All right, Terrell, let's get into this six-game schedule here in the association here tonight. We'll kick it off with the first game on the board. That's going to be the Boston Celtics 
after their double overtime loss, traveling to Cleveland to take on the Cavaliers here tonight. Uh, this line opened up in favor of the Cleveland Cavaliers at minus two and a half. That number's now been bet up all the way to minus six and a half. Total opened up to 220. Uh, that number's been bet down to around 218 and a half in this game. Uh, no injury report yet for the Boston Celtics, obviously being on the back-to-back schedule here. But for the Cleveland Cavaliers, Donovan Mitchell is questionable here tonight, and Isaiah Mobley is on a two-way contract for the Cleveland Cavaliers. But we talked about it with Boston Terrell uh, um, coming off of the double overtime loss, now headed to Cleveland to take on the Cavs. Uh, what are you thinking about this game? Six and a half right now for the Cleveland Cavaliers. Oh, man. <laughs> is that – are they – and you said you don't see officially anybody else. They have to know somebody's going to be out. So Robert Williams is out for sure. We know that. He's dealing with a hamstring injury, seven to ten days. But yeah. uh, Malcolm Brogdon also, I think, popped up uh, questionable. I know he obviously didn't play last he night. He didn't play but... last night, so he might go tonight. But, I mean, six and a half. I When I was sitting there thinking about this spread last night because I saw that Jason Tatum, uh, Marcus Smart had 39, but Jason Tatum, Al Horford, Jalen Brown, Grant Williams, they all played 40-plus minutes last night. And Marcus Smart would have played more if he didn't foul out. And so I didn't think that this line was going to be six and a half, Cavs. <laughs> Are you really? I mean, I know they had a double OT game. I get it. Are we really laying six and a half with the Cavs over the Celtics? Like, I know I shit talk the Celtics more than anybody, but I think they're better than six and a half on a back-to-back, even with double OT. I think I think I got to take Boston here, man. Six and a half seems a lot. Um, I know. I think the obviously the line number one moved because of the double overtime game last night. People mm-hmm. were starting to bet uh, Cleveland when the line opened as soon as they started going into overtime. Maybe I think Al Horford probably sits here tonight. <clears throat> He's got to sit. There's no way yeah. old man he played Horford a lot of goes out there. Night. No way old man Horford goes out there and plays like that. Yeah. Uh, but the Cavs, this, oh, sorry, the Celtics this season on back-to-backs are 7-2 and two against the spread as well. But I think my more favorite play in this game is probably going to be the under in this game at 219 mm-hmm. and a half is what I mentioned. Uh, but I lean towards Boston here. Uh, I think 6 half is a stretch. Um, again, like I mentioned, back-to-back games, they've been really good. But I think that, yeah, probably Al Horford sits here tonight, which doesn't work in their favor, obviously, when you're going up against Jared Allen and um, Evan Mobley here tonight. But I, I really do like the under this game. Boston this season um, – 20 10 and 1 to the under uh in road games. Cleveland has been trending towards the under at home as well. Very slightly 18 and 16 towards uh-huh. the under. Um so yeah, in overall both of these teams or at least the Cleveland Cavaliers are are tre- trend towards the under 35 31 towards the under in this game. So or on the season I should say. But um there's some other things that I did pull but do you have any th- thoughts on the total here Terrell? Uh yeah I'm. Did you say what Boston was to the under on back to backs? Uh, they're actually trending towards the over at over. five three and one, but it's five three and one. Okay. Yeah. No, I, no, I, I think I kind of am leaning with you to the under, and just thinking that even if the even if you know the good players still play good, it doesn't matter. Like they're these guys are still young. At the end of the day, they can still go out there and play a really good game after playing forty plus minutes the other night. But 
it's everybody else. Al Horford, not expecting to see him and his contribution. You may or may not see Marcus Smart. I feel like Marcus Smart has sat a couple back-to-backs this season. Mm -hmm. You know, he's got nagging injuries that he's always dealing with. And then now you're kind of throwing the rotation off, throwing bench players into the starting lineup and getting them a little out of rhythm. Is Sam Hauser going to come in the game? And is Hauser going to be able to have, you know, that stretch that we saw with him when people were out? I'm not sure. And so... I think I like it a little bit better with you to just go ahead and back to under and say that Cleveland is able to control the place, the pace. Boston probably doesn't want to run fast. They already don't have the fast pace in the league. They're hovering around 20 to 22 in terms of pace uh, over the past five games. And so now you have Cleveland who is absolutely going to slow the pace down and Boston's mm-hmm. probably going to let them. So, yeah, I agree with you. I like that under uh, two eighteen and a half. and a half, what I see it right now. And yep. I, I think I like a first half cabs. Like I just want to get in and out with my money really quickly on a first line, first half line with the cabs and say that they're able to start really, really strong and really, really test the Celtics team. Again, coming off double OT with travel. Uh last 10 games, Cleveland six and four to the first half number at home. Celtics a little bit less than them, five and five. I like my chances. Yeah, I'll throw this one out there as well. Uh, if you're a trend player, um, Celtics on the season uh, in road games when their opponent has a win percentage of above 500 to 11 and one or sorry, 11, two and one towards the under the only two games that did go over did go into overtime. So Celtics on the road against a better or a team that has a record above 500, 11, two and one towards the under and those two games that did go over did both go into overtime so something to keep in mind um yeah and i really really like that under yeah player props in this game Terrell. what do we got all right donovan mitchell and jason tatum both gave 40 last time mm-hmm. Donovan mitchell to... is official questionable let me throw that out there. yeah he is yep. he is i'm just gonna stick with my guy and if you tell me that Al Horford's not in the lineup, he's going to have a little bit less size going with them. We'll see what they do with Grant Williams. Maybe they limit Grant Williams' minutes. If they do limit Grant Williams' minutes, that's a more size against them. So Evan Mobley, uh, I think he still has another good day. I told you, they have him in the game plan, and they're making sure that he gets looks. So Evan Mobley over 16 and a half. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Yeah, uh, two games this season against the... Cavs, sorry, against the Celtics, I'm sorry. He had 12 points and 13 rebounds and 15 and 7. But like Terrell mentioned, oh, sorry, this is already the fourth game uh, this season between these two squads. Uh, he had 19 and 10, 15 and 7, and 12 and 13. But uh-huh. he's been more heavily involved in the offense. Like uh, He's been getting a lot more shot attempts as well. Um, if you kind of just look at his game log, he's all, way, all the way up to around 15 attempts per game. And he's had double-double in back-to-back games as well for the uh Cleveland Cavaliers and these two mm-hmm. teams just recently matched up uh, last Wednesday drill where yeah. Boston got the victory 117 113 uh, on their home floor. So now Cleveland looking to return the favor on their home floor. I like that Evan Mobley call um, maybe a, again, Jared Allen rebound prop. Uh, obviously if no Grant Williams, if you don't, Oh yeah. And if you don't have Al Horford, cause I mean, you know, you're not getting Robert Williams. Grant yeah. Williams might be, you know, less minutes than normal. And, mm-hmm. Then you have freaking no Al Horford probably. I I really think they should sit Al Horford. Like, and if Al Horford goes out there after playing forty plus minutes the night before, I feel very very confident about whoever is matched up on him on the boards and just being able to give more effort than he is. 
Yeah, I agree 100%. Uh, all right, anything else for this game? No, I'm good. Let's go. All right, let's move it on to the next game of the night. It's going to be the Philadelphia 76ers uh, headed to Indiana to take on the Pacers here tonight. Uh, this line opened up in favor of these Philadelphia 76ers at minus seven. That number's been bent down half a point to minus six and a half. That's consensus right now. Total opened up at 233. That number's been bent up to 233 and a half. Uh, looking at the injury report for both of these teams, for the Philadelphia 76ers, Tobias Harris and uh, P.J. Tucker are both questionable here tonight. I did see a note that both of those guys did not participate in shoot-around this morning and remain questionable. Pacers did play last night against the Chicago Bulls in Chicago, so they are in a travel situation here. But they did get the victory there, 125-122. Uh, this is going to be the third matchup here, Terrell, from between both of these teams, and I believe the Sixers have won both of those games uh, so far this season. I know one was without Joel Embiid. Uh, in the lineup, but again, um, 120-106 back in October and then January 4th of this year, 129-126 victory for the um, for the Sixers. That was a game without Joel Embiid. But right now, let's call it uh, consensus six and a half here, Terrell, for the, uh, sorry, for the Philadelphia 76ers in Indiana tonight. What do you think? Is there any fear of a letdown spot? Uh... No, uh, I think if it was a back-to-back situation, maybe then. But since they've had a day off in between the games, I think that they're more focused now. And then again, they did see Boston lose last night, so where they can, you yeah, know, they need a winning game streak, on them. man. Yeah, I, mean, I, I can't think of the last time that you know we're really talking about Philly with like a real, real like this is going back to when they were had that one good. What was it? A good month where they were like twenty-two and seven or something like that like something crazy other than that it's been kind of up and down for them recently and so i think that this is a good opportunity i i understand why everybody's betting indiana especially after indiana going and getting that win on the road in chicago where somehow they were five and a half point dogs on the road like i get you're on the road but it's chicago and now you got this line down to six and a half i think that we can get some closing line value here Everybody's betting Indiana. They keep dropping the line. But I think that this is just the the 76ers is just too good of a team. Like, yeah. ultimately, I think that they're just too good of a team to be able for Indiana to keep up with for four quarters. Can they make it interesting in the in the first half? I think so. But in terms of an entire game, I think that it's something where Philly can battle back and be able to go out and get a really nice win here on the road. I can see them winning by seven, eight points. I think yeah. that the opening line was right. And so now that the line fell, all the money is on Indiana. I'll take my chances with Philly. Yeah, Philly has been, they haven't been too bad on the road. I mean, 15 and 14 overall, but they are nine and seven against the spread as a road favorite. I know Indiana has been good at home as well. They were there 20 and 13 against the spread and um, 14 and eight as a home underdog. But yeah, I, I just feel like this, this Philly team. Um, like 26 and 18 as a favorite is really, really calling me for Philly. 26 and 18 as a favorite. Yeah. Like you're winning and Philly's not out here just getting short numbers all the time. Like they are winning some of these games by margin. And mm-hmm. that's going to be, it's really like, what's the saying? The sword that can pierce anything or the spear that can pierce anything and the shield that can't be pierced. Like you have an underdog who covers whatever underdog number you throw at them, which is the freaking uh pacers then you, then you have philly who's able to go cover whatever large spreads you throw at them yeah and so 
everybody playing in this game, I think that I think that the defensive woes for the Pacers are going to be a little bit too much, and they're not going to be able to keep up. Even if Tobias Harris doesn't go, I still think offensively that Maxie's probably going to be in the starting lineup again. That's yeah. just going to be a lot to handle. Yeah, I think that um, if both PJ and Tobias don't go here some more defensively, because I think they have enough offensively between James Harden, Joel Embiid, Tyrese Maxey, stepping into that starting lineup. Oh, and um, speaking of, how good was it to see James Harden playing like that this weekend? James Harden certainly looked like the James Harden of the Rockets, at least health-wise. I kind of said this all season. He's obviously not having to put up the numbers that he did when he was with the Rockets when you have a guy like Joel Embiid and Tyrese Maxey on your roster. But if you guys just look at his game, uh, his his game box, I'm sorry, his game log for what he's been able to mm-hmm. do over the past, I don't know, month or so, especially even after the All-Star break, uh, he's mm-hmm. been really good. I'll, I'll say the player prop that I like for him uh, when we get there, but Indiana on back-to-back situations here, Terrell, 6-6 six and six against the spread, and they're 8-4 and four towards the over in uh, back-to-back games as well, so definitely keep that in mind. So let's trans- I, I agree with you. I do like the Sixers here tonight as well. Um, total here sitting at 2, what did I say, 233 and a half. Um, I like the over in this game, but what are your thoughts about the total? I think that – I think I like the over as well, just because I, I, I really don't know if Indiana defensively is going to be able to handle all the options that Philly can throw at them mm-hmm. and the – amount of the court that Philly can cover because Philly can cover a large amount of the court. You have to worry about Joel and B in the post. You have to worry about uh shoot. You might not see PJ Tucker or Tobias Harris in this game. So guess what? That's going to be a Paul Reed signing. You're going to have to worry about him down low when the second unit comes out. And that's going to be really, really annoying. And then you talk about the outside shot. If James Harden is still shooting the ball, like he was add that with Tyrese Maxey, Melton, Shake Milton, what everybody is able to do from three for the 76ers, that's going to be really, really tough to overcome. Like, really, really tough to overcome. And I think that it's going to be a lot of points on the Sixers' side and then the Pacers trying to keep up. Yeah, I think, uh, yeah, um, I was going to mention, let me mention these numbers, these stats first for the Sixers on the road. So overall, 35-27-1 towards the over for the Sixers. They're 17-12 towards the over on the road this season and then 11 and five uh, towards the over as a road favorite. Um, I already mentioned the number for Indiana on back-to-back situations. I think that I may pivot to a Sixers team total in this game. They put up 120 in both of the uh, games uh, in regulation. I know one of the games went uh-huh. into overtime um, and that number is sitting exactly at 120 here tonight. But I think that I think we'll see a little bit more pace in this game. Um, Philly again, if they've figured it out offensively, uh, Maxi has been really good. You touched on James Harden, and we know Joel Embiid is going to get his here tonight as well. So, um, yeah, I like the over with you as well. I think we're in agreement there. I like the six. Yeah, and Pacers still well. not, you know, Pacers still not no hoes now. They're shooting 50%, 40% from three yeah. over the last five games. So they're still able to score the ball a lot as well. I think this is going to be a really get good game, and they're going to test Philly a lot, but – I do think that there's going to be an issue when it comes to fourth quarter and when it comes to crunch time and just the amount of stops that the Pacers are going to get to blow this cover. Yeah. Uh, All right, let's get into some player props here. Anything that you like in this game? Um, Let's go with 
think. Oh, I, I, I can't get off of James Harden assist right now, man. I'm just I have concerns on the defensive side of ball in this game for, uh, for the Pacers, Pacers and. Ten and a half at plus money. I'm getting plus one hundred five for him to get to eleven. I think that, especially you know, and I feel like that's how the script the script is. Like James Harden has a really really good day scoring the basketball. Everybody tries to hop back on James Harden scoring, and then he comes out here and he throws fourteen fifteen dimes and against the Pacers, who you know you can really like you can get a pick and roll option with Joel Embiid very easy there. You can t- target them on the perimeter. They've had issues guarding the perimeter all year where they'll just leave wide open shooters out on the perimeter and that's other people for them to look towards. Yeah, I, I like James Harden assist over 10 and a half at plus money. That feels that feels very good. Yeah, throughout the last four matchups, um James Harden has gone over 10 and a half. He's had a lot uh last season going back in the two April games, he had 14 and 14. The first game this season, 11 assists, and then the last matchup, he only had eight assists. But that was again a game without uh Joel Embiid in the lineup. Mm-hmm. Um, I do like his points prop here tonight, Terrell. It's at 22 and a half, maybe a little square here tonight. But you know, we talked about it with James Harden starting to look like you know he's healthy, number one, and he's looking like the James Harden that we saw with the Houston Rockets. Uh, two matchups this season against the Pacers. He had 29 points and then 26 points. Mm-hmm. And as of recently, he's been on fire as well, shooting the ball very well from beyond the arc, from three-point line. Uh, he's at 46.3% over the last five games. And then he had a 38-point performance against the Bucks, 27 against the Mavericks, 23 against the uh, Miami Heat. So three straight games, he's gone over this number. So I'll back Harden here tonight. If you're a DFS guy, maybe you want to put him in your DFS lineup here tonight as well. But um, And again, like you mentioned, he's gotten the assist in in this last several games. He did have 10 assists uh, in the game against the Bucks, but 13 against the Mavericks, 12 against the Miami Heat as well. in a couple of games after the all-star break. So yeah. Anything else for this game? Yeah. Let's go to Tyrese Maxey and let's do a prop that a lot of people aren't really looking at, but let's take Tyrese Maxey over half a steal in this game. Sure. I'm saying that at, uh, let me see. Oh wait, that's block. But that is at minus 175 right now. So mm-hmm. you're definitely laying some juice with it, but, Last three games, he has a steal in all three of the last three games. Two matchups against the Pacers this season. He has uh, a steal in both of those games. And just think about how Tyrese Maxey plays. Like, he's a very quick guy, very quick with his hands. He's getting into passing lanes. He's going out there trying to get transition buckets. So, yeah, I like Tyrese Maxey to come out with over uh, half a steal in this one. I think there's a good SGP uh opportunity in this game if we do like the over like harden assists with mm-hmm. Joel Embiid rebounds and then you could throw in the steals in there as well for um maxi like you mentioned also did mention this james Harden three pointers at set two and a half at minus 145 but he's mm-hmm. hit uh three or more in four straight games um on the season and then against the pacers this year uh, let me just double check that. He's hit uh, two in the last game. He was two of eight and then five of 10 in the first matchup this season. So um, if you're a same game parlay player, maybe, you know, there's some options for you to throw in a, in a parlay there for this game. But anything else for this game, Troll? No, no, I'm good. All right, let's get over to the next game of the night. Let's go to the Motor City. We'll go with the Portland Trailblazers 
in Detroit here tonight to take on the Pistons. Uh, this line opened up in favor of the Portland Trailblazers at minus five and a half. Uh, still do see some minus five and a half out there. Do see some minus six out there as well. Total opened up at 230 and a half. That number has been bet down to 229 and a half. Uh, looking at the injury report for both of these teams for the Detroit Pistons, uh, Boyan Bogdanovich is going to be out for this game. Jalen Duren is also out for this game. Then you have questionable tags. Also, Isaiah Stewart. So Isaiah Stewart, Jalen Duren, and then uh, Bogdanovich are all out. Questionable tags on Killian Hayes and James Wiseman. Portland knows uh, injury report submitted yet because they did play last night. Uh, I believe that was against, uh, yeah, Orlando. So they're in a back-to-back travel situation here going from Orlando up to Detroit. Uh, but Portland did get the victory yesterday, 122-119. NBA don't be caring about these players. That's how you get sick. I was in Orlando the day before, and now I'm in Detroit. Oh my god, I, boy, that's that's really why y'all be wondering why these little illnesses be going around these locker rooms. It's because the NBA be sending people from the hottest environment to the coldest environment. It, it make no sense. I hope they wearing their coats up there and they wore their coat in Orlando too. They gonna be sick. You got me wondering now what the temperature is right now. So it's eighty three right now in Orlando, and then I in bet Detroit. you watch it. It's under it's under fifty. It's under fifty in Detroit. Watch forty two. I knew it. I knew it. That's ridiculous. <laughs> you are you serious? That is ridiculous. It's all shopped in half. Oh my gosh, <laughs> that is insane. And in twenty four hours, twenty four hours, I'm I'm going to this. Uh, huh. Sickness, just sickness. Um, yeah. So I like, have no injury report submitted yet for the. Portland Trailblazers, but I believe they will be without Anthony Simons. Uh, Nurk continues to be out, but uh, obviously you have Dame, Jeremy Grant, uh, uh, those guys still in the lineup here tonight. But Terrell, let's start with the side here. Portland laying five and a half on the road here against Detroit. What are you thinking? I mean, you found out the hard way. I did. You did. You found out the hard way. I don't know why you are fading this Pistons team when they have their people playing right now, they are three and two after the all-star break, but notably the two games, they were missing the most players that they did not cover. And so it is simple. If the Pistons got their guys playing aside from Killian Hayes, if he's missing, I'm perfectly fine with that. No complaints here. You are not getting me uh, on Killian Hayes being in a game and that being an actual handicap, but if you still got Wiseman in this game, uh, I, I guess you could still have Magruder. He's he's still a pretty decent death piece. Bojan being out is really the thing that is going to be uh, questioning me, but I'm still going to do it. I'm still going to trust it. And I'll take the Pistons, man. I'm seeing some reverse line movement here on the Pistons. I like this Pistons team in the second half of the season. I do. They, they're scrappy. They were scrappy in that Cavs game for like a half. Even without everybody, they were scrappy for like a half. This and it's because they're a young team. They're a young team that wants to go out there and prove that, hey, we can play in the NBA. And so now when you're getting into the second half of the season and everybody's looking down on you because we are, what, 60 games in and you have 15 wins, nobody's taking you serious. So the combination of the other team not taking you serious and you taking the game ultra serious, like these young guys go out there and they really, really try to hoop. So. Boyan sucks. Like Boyan not being out sucks. Uh, 
But if I still got Wiseman and I still have the size that they have, Wiseman, Stewart, Durant. Stewart's out tonight. Okay. So it'll be Stewart and Bagley probably. Stewart and Bagley are out or they're playing? No, Stewart is out, but it'll be Wiseman is questionable. Bagley is in. Bagley is in. Okay. So that's that's really like two of them solid bigs. I need at least two. I would love to have three. I would love to have three. Mm -hmm. But I need two of those bigs because that's where you beat. Portland, you beat them on the glass, you beat them down low. They don't have the size without Nurk. They didn't really have the size with Nurk, if you want to be honest. And so it's going to be the Jaden Ivy show. And if Jaden Ivy can will this team to making this at least a close game, but I, I, I still am hard pressed to fade Detroit in the second half of the season. Like they, they still got too many players that I think are actually playing for next year and playing to make sure that they have a roster spot next year for me to just go ahead and fade Detroit now. Yeah, I'm not going to fade Detroit here tonight. Um, it's just taking monumental efforts from Damian Lillard for this Blazers team to get like two three-point victories. I think last night was a classic example of that as well. He didn't have a great shooting night, did Damian Lillard, against Orlando Magic. But he did still get 41 points. Again, that was 20 trips to the free throw line where he knocked down 17. But even after a 41-point performance, they still only won that game by three points. I know Jeremy Grant chipped in with 20 points. But after that, there's not much consistent help uh-huh. for the Portland Trailblazers here tonight. And I'm not saying they're going to absolutely shut down Damian Lillard here tonight against his Pistons team. But I just feel like this is a big number here for even a Portland Trailblazers team that despite the Pistons not having a lot of their guys in the lineup here tonight, I still feel like, like you've mentioned, there's enough guys for them to, you know, keep within this number or even possibly get the outright victory. I know they are one of the teams like the Spurs and the Rockets that are trying to secure that number one pick. But um, I, I, you mentioned, I learned the hard way with that with the Chicago Bulls where they looked like they were going to cover the game, but in the second half, they made a push. They didn't uh-huh. lay down, and they have young guys on this team that are so hungry and go out there and competing. So I'll go Detroit here, plus the five and a half, plus the six. Again, definitely shop around for the best number. Uh, thoughts on the total here, Terrell? That number is currently sitting at 229 and a half. If Wiseman doesn't go, I'll uh, I'll pivot off of Detroit. I think that's my last. Wise, yeah. If Wiseman doesn't go, that's too many people out. But you gave me Wiseman, then I still like their chances to keep this within six. Uh, total. I, I think I like the under. And I'll just, I'll just pivot more to a more inefficient night back-to-back for Portland. It's not really that you know anything defensively Detroit's probably going to do even though I do think that uh, the size that Detroit has they do have some rim protection and that'll be able to save them a few points here and there but really just more the inefficiency of making Portland have to uh, shoot a lot more jump shots in this game instead of getting to the rim instead of doing anything like that like I said I think that Wiseman and Bagley both playing for the future like two guys that are definitely playing for the future. And how do you stay on the court? How do you keep yourself in this league is by playing on defensive end Mm -hmm. and at least getting in the lane and making it tough on guys. So uh, I think that tougher shooting night for Portland can't trust uh, Detroit with Bojan out to go out there and put a put up a whole bunch of points. That's 20 points per game. That's just gone right there. So can't uh, depend on them all the time to put up a bunch of points. I think that this is an under game. 
Yeah, I agree with you. Um, the crazy, or not the crazy, but I get think the thing that kind of jumps off the stats page at least is that post All Star break, uh, Detroit Pistons number five as far as defensive rating in the entire league at one hundred nine point five. Just haven't been okay. able to get it done offensively, but defensively, I think it's what you mentioned, right? They've had they have that rim protection now with with Bagley and James Wiseman and. Those guys have been almost getting double doubles mm-hmm. every single night for for the Detroit Pistons and really limiting the second chance opportunities for the opposition. So, um, yeah, I like the under in this game here as well. Uh, let's transition over to some player props in this and game. Real quick, yeah. non conference non conference uh, game, but you have Portland in the non conference games. You know, typically an over trend. They're under nine and fifteen in non-conference games in terms of yeah. to the over, so fifteen and nine to the under. Detroit thirteen and 50 percent both ways. Yeah, there you go. Um, revenge game here, maybe for Jeremy Grant being back in um, Detroit after I think it was a yeah the trade. Now over to the Portland Trailblazers. Jake pointing that out. I know uh, Jeremy Grant put up thirty six against this team when Detroit visited Portland. So uh, mm-hmm. right now I'm currently seeing that point to prop for Jeremy Grant at 22 and a half year drill. Did he, but, what did he do from three that game? Uh, let me see. Grant uh, versus Blazers. Well, not well, against the Pistons. I'm Pistons, sorry. yeah. Uh, um, I'm just... Because if, if Bagley and eight. Wiseman... Huh? Five of eight. Five, yeah, so that's what I was thinking. Like they had a lot of size on the inside for uh, the Pistons, and Grant's not going to want to have to go toe to toe with that every single possession. That's a quick way to tie yourself out for over the course of the game. But if he can pull one of those guys to the outside, because mm-hmm. more than likely they're going to be one of them is his primary defender. So uh, if he can pull one of those guys into the outside and hit a bunch of threes, I like his chances. So yeah, I think I like Grant. If we go ahead and back the Grant revenge game, I think we go back to his threes tonight. Two and a half is at plus one twenty-five. Yeah, hit three last night, three for eight. Oh, Five and nine yeah. against the Pelicans. Yeah, and he still took six attempts against the Hawks. Like he yeah. still had six attempts. So he was one for six, one for eight against Golden State. Like he has the attempts with Wiseman, not Wiseman, but with Simons out. Yeah. He has the attempts. And he just gotta if he makes it, we have a really good day. So yeah, I, I'll take my chances with Grant threes today. I think that Game-wise, that's the script that I would go with. Uh, yeah, points prop for him is sitting at 22 and a half. Um, yeah, I think you can go either way, um, Jake. I think you can take either his three-point shot like we just talked about or over 22 and a half here tonight. A uh, couple other comments. Dame 30. I mean, his points prop is up to 36 and a half, and that's at minus 130 right now, Nick. So, I mean, if, if you want to... You know, maybe put that thirty plus in like in a same game parlay or player performance double. Uh, he's definitely going to get over thirty here tonight. Uh, our guy uh, Delonte checking in as well, talking about Bagley and Wiseman double double parlay. Uh, Blazers horrible on the glass and undersized on the interior. Yeah, that's pretty much just what we just talked about here. Yeah. Um, as far as their their advantage inside the paint with uh either guy, I know Wiseman is questionable here tonight, but I think Bagley, uh, if he does get the start, he should have another monster game. On yeah. the boards uh, for the um, for the Pistons. Uh, anything else in this game, throw? No, no, I'm good. Just uh, if I'm if Wiseman plays, I'm sprinkling on that Pistons money line. That's that's really yeah. my last thing. Bagley and Wiseman. I just think that's too much. Like this could be a very lopsided rebound rebounding battle, and that's going to kill the Blazers. 
Yep. Uh, all right. Before we continue here, let me tell you guys about uh, a new sponsor here on the uh, Sports Gambling Podcast Network. They are called Shady Rays. Kick off the new year with new gear built to last. Our friends at Shady Rays have you covered from the sun to the slopes with premium polarized shades customizable snow goggles, and much more. Shady Rays is an independent sunglass company that offers a world-class product that's just as good as any expensive pair we've worn. Durable frames and extremely clear optics for outdoor adventures. And that's not all. Shady Rays offers the most insane protection in all of eyewear. Every pair of sunglasses is backed by lost and broken replacements. If you lose or break your pair, even on day one, they told us they will send you a brand new pair, no questions asked. Wear your shady rays with confidence because they have what your what they have your back long after your purchase. With shady rays, you can look good and feel good. To date, they have donated over 20 million meals to fight hunger with Feeding America. If you don't love them, exchange for a new pair or return them for free within the 30-day window. There's no risk when you shop with Shady Rays. Their team always has your back. So, exclusively only for our listeners, Shady Rays is giving out their best deal of the new year. Go to ShadyRays.com and use promo code SGPN for 50% off on two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. That's 50% off on two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses by using promo code SGP and try for yourself the shades and rated five stars by over 200,000 people. That's again, shadyrays.com. Use promo code SGPN. All right, so what we'll do here, we'll break here for uh, part two. We'll get to the final three games in part two here. So definitely uh, get over to part two for the final three games of the NBA schedule here. Um, So again, uh, part one here, but then we'll come out with part two. Basketball. 